0: What's up guys welcome to a vibe call west radio today we have a very special guest dana vaughn hey 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 what's going on y'all? dana vaughn is a triple threat talent with many music acting and performing credits that need to be celebrated from being in motion pictures such as the hannah montana movie to being a member of the boy band i'm five performing at two super bowls and dropping his newest single from the kingdom this year i'm truly blown away with dana's wide array of talented feats Today, though, we're putting his favorite album, Voodoo, by D'Angelo, under the microscope and putting it into an Elite Eight tournament bracket. The way that we seeded these songs is based on total number of streams on Spotify. The way they progress is Dana's opinion. Mm-hmm. Dana, you ready to find out what the best song on Voodoo is? Oh, uh, let's do it. Dude, thank you so much for coming on. Of course, thank you. Thank You You know, I want to start off by just saying that it makes my job so much, you know, just better, and I, I, it, I really get to learn someone's entire story. And when I get blown away by that story, mm-hmm. it makes me so excited to then have the conversation yeah. with the person behind that story. So yeah. thank you so much for coming on.
1: Nah, thank you. And I, I appreciate the the studying and the research you've put into it because it, it makes the conversation better. <laughs> and I've done a lot of interviews. I've talked to a lot of people for a lot of time. So uh, I'm I'm excited for the, for the for this next hour. It's going to be awesome.
0: You know, I hope to uh, live up to those expectations. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have this kind of just automatic charisma and confidence that you know, oozes from you, so the conversation is going to be great. But just to kind of start off, how has this year been so far? We're almost like we're a little bit past the middle point, but mm-hmm. I would love just to check in how everything is.
1: Man, this year has been uh, amazing. I'll just put it, uh, I'll say that to be the least. Uh, amazing is is honestly an understatement. It's been a year of positioning. It's been a year of alignment. It has been a year of faith that I've had to really walk in. Um, whenever you have a very big goal and thing to accomplish uh just know that you will accomplish it but it takes you have to stay in that place that you saw it so god will give you a dream he'll give you a vision of this big idea but if you allow yourself to come off of that mountain per se you'll never step into it so it's been amazing because i've I've gotten to live in my dream uh consistently but uh yeah it's i i just can't wait this year like a lot of the great things have happened um put out music people are loving it i'm traveling i have things planned but ultimately it's great because i know what i'm doing this year is setting up the next year which is setting up the next year which is setting up the next year so mm-hmm. yes that that's where that's where it is thanks for that question i was like oh jesus my head my i just had my head down this whole year yeah Honestly, just of course. busting my tail so even the i'm like oh how has it been it's been amazing but i'm just i'm 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 thugging right now i love that
0: hard. it seems like the paramount word is focus yes and yeah. just having faith and intent yeah and you're moving through each step of it yeah with conviction and i love that man and i you know I, it, it rings true to what i've seen uh, mm-hmm. on your socials and Amazing. um there it's, very, it's always very positive and very uplifting and yeah. colorful and that's awesome yeah but i want to now kind of understand so i asked you to come on for this interview and obviously yeah. the big question i ask is what album do you want to choose mm-hmm. so why do you choose voodoo and why d'angelo man honestly it's a tough question for me because there's not too many like full
1: albums that i can say i i sit down to and i listen to from the top to bottom and we have the the michael jackson albums you know the off the walls the this my favorite artist is jill scott so even someone's like yo why why not a jill scott album but there are some certain songs that i like better that aren't always on the same place it's kind of like that's nba sports team where you can like one franchise the most or do you like it just because a couple individual players? So this Voodoo album is like me picking a franchise that I like the most. I love the artist D'Angelo. Uh, his originality is 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 truly one of a kind. The way that the music and the vocals are glued together is it's very genuine. It doesn't really happen too much anymore. The band is um the band is absolutely incredible. All the musicians he got together, and just the writing we we've, we've never heard anything like this before, and we've never heard anything after it. So, you know, I really wanted to highlight it. A lot of people don't know, um, honestly, about D'Angelo, maybe one of the songs, maybe two of the songs. But when you really start to dive into this album, it's like, yo, this thing is really a consistent body of work and it has different feels, but it really does feel like one long song. Mm-hmm. which i really
0: which i really enjoy yeah you know it introduces an idea and it delivers on that in a cohesive mm-hmm. way and that's what the best albums are yeah i also yeah. love that comparison with the NBA. i'm a big basketball fan oh, so nice. i love that nice. with um i love that comparison and then um i want to ask though you said something about the uniqueness of the writing what, mm-hmm. what do you think it is about the writing that is so compelling to you
1: i love when people can say a lot with a little in this whole album well he's, said he's it's kind of like james brown saying so much With so little maybe like a total of 10 words in the whole song but get up get on up like he just keeps saying get up for four minutes but you just you just feel it and it goes over and over and honestly a lot of these songs are very much like that there's a few words in the hook maybe some i don't know the way he flowed over it was just crazy it was when you when you have uh musicians as well that can tell the story you don't have to do so much with your mouth so he was able to tell the story through the music as well Mm-hmm. So it's very powerful.
0: It's amazing. I think um, the key that I'm like really hearing from what you're saying is the writing, and I'm really excited mm-hmm. to explore that, especially with regards to jokes. I know that's your favorite artist. Well, She's we'll get to that later. I promise yeah. you on that. So yeah. now a really fun exercise I always do before we hit the bracket is, and actually I think I'm really excited to hear your answer on this. Imagine you walk into an elevator and D'Angelo is there. Mm. -hmm. What would you say to him? And when he, because you know what he does, Mm -hmm. he doesn't know what you do. So what what happens when he asks what you do? What do you say? It's always. I walked into
1: an elevator with him. I'd be like, "Hey man, how does it feel? (laughs) 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 How does it feel?" And he would he would get immediately. Um, Mm -hmm. I would when I meet certain people, I don't always like to project myself onto them. Um, though I'm trying to get better at that sometimes, because those are sometimes opportunities that you just need to, to take and grab. But beyond anything, uh, I would, I would, I would just ask him about how that process really went, especially with this album. Like, what was the process like? How long did it take? There's some things that I actually don't know about the album, how long it t- took to make and things of such, but just really try to ta- get to the root of not what did you tap into, but how did you get to it? So in my own way, and my own music, I can not recreate the same thing, but understand how he set that atmosphere to get that piece of music out, you know?
0: A true fan. Yeah. I love that, yeah. man. Like really exploring why this album is so amazing. Yes. And I think it's really important that we stay on the topic of this album. Yeah. So I would love to go to the board. Let's do it. Really quick. Can someone please silence the phone? I think it's my phone. Thank you, Caden. My fault, guys. Sorry about that. You're good. Thank you. That's my fault. And um, let me know when you're ready, Caden. So, on the board, so we're going to do two matchups at a time. Okay. So let's start in the first round. It's going to be Untitled, How Does It Feel mm-hmm. versus play a play Which song do you think should advance? <sighs> Untitled, How Does It Feel has
1: to advance. play a play is good. I, I believe it's the opening song on the album. But... How does it feel? Like I said, that's that's what I would ask him in the elevator. That one's that one's got to go
0: forward. I, you know, it's and now I kind of want to ask you to break it down like you're like a GM because mm. you already used that. Mm-hmm. Like, why mm-hmm. do you think that song is so why Why do you think that song is so strong? What about it? Um, well, beyond
1: anything, even the even the title being untitled it captivates you from the from the jump. So that that is a good uh, just way to get people's attention. The melody on that song—it's—it's the—it's his—it's honestly his most famous song, and play a play is good, but it's not so much of a hit, you know. There's not too many lyrics that you're like you're remembering and you can sing over and over and you know whistle to and just like be in the kitchen scrubbing along. So how how does it feel? It's um it's nostalgic, put it that way. It's just nostalgic, and when you can really have a nostalgic record, you're gonna win hundred percent so that's why I, that's why i put it forward it just overall is
0: is stronger than play a player and in, the reason why i asked to pr- mm-hmm. the reason why i probe on that is because we have so many young listeners and the number one thing that i get dm'd is how do i make music how can i get better at making music mm. so i think there's so much value in a musician explaining what makes a good song yes so that's why yes, i like to yes. ask that from you was so that was, okay, that was a fantastic answer awesome so untitled moving on mm-hmm. now let's do the second one feel like making love versus left and right Honestly, I'm going to have to go and feel like making love, break it down,
1: Um, breaking down. Why? Because, you know, at least for me, I love a classic R&B record, you know, and I think there's there's something so uh, what's the word Um, skilled about writing a song uh, from a place of emotion, from a place of passion, but not being raunchy and not being, you know, explicit. So this song is, this is just a boss record. Like, you know, in the future with my lady, I'ma definitely be playing this with my wife, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'ma let her know, look, love I, that. I feel like making love. Perfect you know? title for it too. Ain't, yeah. ain't, ain't nothing wrong with that. Never. He not, in there, I'm making love. He just said, I just feel like it. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes you feel like doing something. Mm-hmm. I don't mean, you're doing it, but, uh and honestly, left and right, uh. I'm not going to lie. I'm not too, too familiar with it. I think that's one that I skipped. So <laughs> <laughs> that's,
0: right. that's why I didn't, that's why I didn't advance. Exactly. You know, and I think I want to agree, man, there's something so suave and confident about making a record like that and not cursing and not making a yeah. vulgar. Like, come yeah. on, that's way sucker. Cause it's easy just to say the, you know, obvious answer. Of course. So being able to, you know, massage it in that way is awesome. Oh, massage it. <laughs> massage that. it, feel like hey. making love. You know? um, so awesome. Now that we've progressed with this, I really <laughs> want to now start to kind of tackle who you are. Yeah and ask some questions about, you know, your career and your childhood cool. and everything in between. So growing up, your nickname was Dr. Phil. It seems to imply that you had the ability to both connect with people while also helping them heal through your listening skills and advice. How important is the relationship between music and therapy? And do you look to play the role of healer in your music today? Wow. Clap it up. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Thank you. That
1: was great. So that's totally true. Um, I did have the nickname of of Dr. Phil. As a kid. Great nickname. And I remember being around the neighborhood and little neighborhood fights and kids would come to me and be like, well, what?
2: He was mean to be the...
1: And I'd be like... I remember this one example. I said, yo, let's just play a wiffle ball game. I said, look, if he wins, you guys don't talk right now. If they win in two weeks, you guys will talk. Like, it was just simple stuff. But, you know, people would come to me. And and now as I I get older, I realize, you know, who who God has called me to be in certain things. You know, there's some things that you can... Uh, uh, mature into and there's also some things that you just can't change. That mm-hmm. part of me where people can come confide in me and look look to me for direction, it that's, that's a part of me that I didn't put in myself and I also can't change. Um, how does it go with the music today? I definitely know that my voice, especially when people hear it, is something that they listen to. So I don't ever want to give somebody something that is empty. I always want to make sure mm-hmm. that I'm packing it with something that is of substance that you can hear it once, you can hear it twice and you get more Out of it, the more that you sit with it, you meditate it, you hear it, you know whatever that thing is. Um, I don't try to overthink about um, uh, playing playing healer or or doing that directly, but I just understand that it should be a result of my music in general. Mm -hmm. So how how I do that is um, I just come at it very uh, genuinely, authentically. Um, not all my music is, is going to sound like meditation music and this and that, but even songs that I think are bopping. When I look at my statistics or I'll give people like, man, I love playing that at night when I'm going to sleep. I'm like, (laughs) dang, that's crazy. In my mind, I'm like, I'll be in the car bumping to it, but, um, I know there's just something with my tone and just the voice that i have that it is very soothing it's very peaceful so you know it's it can be difficult sometimes to get hyped to my stuff yeah because you listen to like oh this is so amazing and it's not a bad thing it's not like you're sleeping because you're bored but it's just wow this
0: it's soothing he just really just took me out Mm -hmm. so so yeah it's amazing i think first of all the answer was so great in the beginning that like sometimes you were just given an ability that doesn't go away and like mm-hmm. that's so amazing that it can be translated into what you're doing right now. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. now I actually want to kind of go inward. Okay. How cathartic and or healing is music for you mm. when you're writing a record? Man, um it
1: it depends on the song. Um I can't say that it's healing for me all the time. It's not really healing most of the time, but it is very um enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I really do enjoy it um there was a time in my life I, I didn't do music. I didn't think I was going to ever sing. I actually didn't even want to sing. I never, I said out of my mouth, I'll never write a song. I did these things. I was actually against it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't me, but I was listening to the voices that were trying to yeah. make me not do it. But um, so for me, it's it's not necessarily healing. I'm always just in awe of the fact that I do it and that I'm actually really good at what I do. So every time I get to record or write or make a beat, I, I'm, I'm honestly just, uh, I love it like it's my first time. Because mm. I didn't, I didn't really choose this. Like I didn't choose this life, it just, but I really like. I didn't choose. I really didn't choose this music thing. It really, really chose me. So now that I've, you know, years and years ago, I finally came to terms with this and realized, ah, you know, this is actually where God wants to take me. Now I do my best to hone it in, sharpen it, and just get better at my skill. Mm-hmm. Um, so beyond, like I said, beyond healing, it actually just gives me. Uh, it's a vehicle that I can express myself.
0: So definitely, yeah. the expression part of it's very big honestly and then what you were saying about it feeling like your first time i feel like that is a pattern in savants and people that Mm -hmm. truly love what they're doing like whether it's kobe bryant um practicing with the mama mentality like he's doing it for the love of it and Mm -hmm. every single time he is doing a drill it probably feels like his first time yeah so it makes sense that you're doing it such a high level when you have that type of um commitment and just you know uh i guess disposition with it yeah Yeah. that's amazing man so now i kind of want to transition to the days with I'm five. It's it's I'm five, correct? I am five. Thank you. I'm so sorry about that. I am five. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's just a unique informative experience, I think, for any person. But I want to ask, did being around other artists in such a close manner accelerate your growth as a musician? Meaning, did you learn a lot about your own creative process by watching someone else's creative process? Uh, 100%. Beyond learning from the other boys in the group,
1: it was the producers and things that we were around. So at this time, this is... In, when I was in the group, these are the times where I was like, oh, I'll never write a song on this because I did get into the group, um, but mainly because of my dancing. I did sing. They did ask me to sing. They liked my voice, but I really got into the group because of my dancing ability. But as we had worked with, you know, top listing producers, we worked with Chris Brown and Beyonce and, you know, all all these great, incredible writers, you know, Icebox by Omari and like these are big, heavy hitter writers and things like that. And what I would learn from them is the speed in which they do everything. They do everything very, very fast. And you always say the thing, you know, time is money. And it's very true. There's a lot of people that like to take a lot of time on something, which is good, but only when it's necessary. Hmm. You get to a certain level of skill where you're like, yo, it it can be good and fast. Yeah, wow. So learning from them, it made me realize, oh, wow. Okay, instead of spending two days on one song, we can get two, three songs done in a day. But it's just based on the people that you have around the engineers that you have the other writers you know all this so it made me realize okay i can do this thing but i want to do it at a very high level so that we look where, where i'm at now you know i also have a, a co-own a publishing company with my brother mike river you know we're putting out songs we're doing things and the more records we can push out the more possible money that we that we have so instead of pushing out 100 records a year 200 records a year if we can push out 600 records a year we just tripled our chances in, in the revenue and
0: the opportunities that we have you know selfishly that I'm an artist so like that was such good advice. yeah <laughs> like I'm sitting here learning oh, so much. Good. I'm like that was a fantastic answer and I'm actually gonna take a lot away from that and I think yeah. it makes so much sense that you're being put in rooms with people that are that have put in the 10,000 hours and you're able to absorb that and I love that um, that's an incredible just, you know element that you took from that Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i know that back in the day you guys used to do a lot of live streams yes and also even when like i know um you would just like focus on the relationship that you had with fans through social media and i think i remember you saying that that was such an important part of success but i also want to ask what is the difference between an artist and entertainer and how important it is for Mm -hmm. a person to keep their a little bit of privacy from the fans for the sake of their mental health that's really good and i think there's a lot of um, young artists who don't think about that
1: portion of it. When I was in I M Five, it was it was I was a teenager. All our fans were very you know young teenagers, and you start to get into this thing where they can rely on you for a, for a lot. And if you're not careful, if you're not safe, if you don't have people really protecting you, um, it could mess up your mind. And there were some lots countable you know uh, innumerable amounts of things where sometimes though we get death threats or you know girls like going through stuff and being saying hey i'm gonna do this to myself if you don't respond to this message all these things and you know for me at this time i mean, I, I prayed for them we do what we can but you got to be careful and realize some things are are people baiting you yeah and you know that stuff is sad you know we, we don't want that stuff happening but the reality of it is you 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 didn't cause the problem, and sometimes you can't fix the problem either. Exactly. So making yourself aware of the issue can can bring you down, you know. And it did get to some of us at times. It was heartbreaking to see that certain these things, getting these letters written, and you know this and that and that. So you want to keep a level of privacy just for your for yourself, but also the people that love you, that know mm-hmm. you, your family, your friends, that they still want a side of you that nobody else gets. And I think we're in a, we're in a, in a time where actually people online get more of people than the people around them. So true. And uh it's really unfair to the people. but everybody around me knows they definitely get more of me than my social media does. I keep my social media very professional. You do. You know, there are there are times where I, I love going live and certain things like that's where I'm more personable. You know, I do certain things, but you know, for me I also grew up in it back in the day. You know, so uh, I'm about to actually put some more stuff on YouTube, more like kind of like episodic blog type of things where people see it, but people love when it that. comes to my music videos and social media, I keep it very professional because I didn't grow up in a time of like, on the phone and yeah, going yet. everywhere. I'm like, nah, like where's the cameraman? Like I, I flow and like, you know, other people will capture
0: what's going on. So. Mm-hmm.
1: It's it's just that balance.
0: Yeah, that's like I love the healthy relationship you just illustrated with that, mm-hmm. and just like making sure that people around you. Because it's so true, actually. I've realized even sometimes in like my stuff, like I'll release something online, and like my friends are like, "Why didn't you tell me?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, I forgot that." Like the people around me are the ones that I should be connecting with <laughs> yeah, in that way. Yeah. And yeah. just um, so I thought that was a really great answer. Thank you. And I want to keep the thread now of you know just your career, but I want to go focus solely on you now. Mm-hmm. So you did bring up dancing before, which is mm-hmm. like. That's so foreign to me, and I really wish I was a great dancer. So I'm very jealous of that aspect. Everybody,
1: everybody can dance. Well, just I'm, about how good, dance. I'm not how good is the is the question? Yeah, exactly. But everybody can dance, I'll and everybody can move. sing.
0: I, I have fun, but I I, I don't. not <laughs> at your level, you're you're pretty incredible. But you know, being a triple threat is kind of viewed as like that holy grail in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, how important were your days at your local dance studio in Madison, Mississippi, and how much wow. do they differ from your days at Monsters of Hip Hop in Charlotte, North Carolina?
1: Hey, interviewers, get on my guy's level, okay? <laughs> he's he's doing his job. This is what you need, guys. to need to be doing. Thank you. I really appreciate that. No, I like it. I've been like I said, I've done this a long time, so it's not like, oh, what's your favorite color? And if you could have a, a, a featured artist on your song, like I can't <laughs> tell I'm an artist, so I know what that's <laughs> like. I don't know how many times I've been asked that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but how, man, those days, you have to understand? Like that is like like the stomping grounds. That's like the the garage type training. And you know, shout out to Express Dance and yeah, in, in Mississippi. That was the first dance studio I ever stepped in. That was after I let my parents know I want to dance and it was this, that's a whole nother thing. But they got me into the studio and it was very impactful um, because it allowed me to, you know, do hip hop. I trained in jazz there, tap. I mean I did a few a few styles in that place. But also something very impactful. I met I did like my brother for life, a destiny part of mine, um I mentioned before, but Mike River there and i was only in mississippi for a year and a half but meeting him there still to this day he's actually in the room with us right now you guys can't see him but that's good um, what's up mike <laughs> likes to go uh to have connected with him at six years old in mississippi to now 19 years later going on 20 years of of friendship of knowing each other it was very impactful um Now, the difference between that and Monsters of Hip Hop is just the level of skill that I had and also the level of skill that the teachers were and everybody around. Really cool thing, though, when I was in Madison, Mississippi, um, Chuck Maldonado and Harry Shum Jr. are two very well-known dancers, choreographers that did you You Got Served, Glee, a lot of things. Yeah. But they actually came down to Express Dance in Mississippi back then. And I remember... While we were there, my parents had met them and they had seen and they were like, Yo, let can we take you guys out to dinner? Because they were talking to my parents about me. They're like, Look, we live out in LA. This is back in two thousand five, two thousand four, two thousand five, and they're saying, Yo, we live out in LA, we work, we do this, we see your son, we've never seen no kid like this before. Like <laughs> That's awesome. You need yeah. to get him out here. And this is back in they're like he just started dancing like six <laughs> months ago. Like I you know, we don't know nothing <laughs> we don't really know nothing about this. But fast forward, you know, four years after that, we're in L.A. and got to reach back out to them and and helped us. So and what I'm saying is connection with Monsters. It's people like that that were at Monsters as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Jamal Sims, the Dave Scotts, the Misha Gabriel was out here in L.A. But I really came up with all the the OG like hip hop choreographers that did all the great movies that we know. So I really got trained up in, in an incredible way.
0: It's amazing man i love the just celebration and you know just the, you sing the praises of the people that brought that got you yeah. here in that moment And, that, and that's so amazing yeah. to hear yeah uh, just someone that's still just rooted and mm-hmm. that's very important mm-hmm. and you actually have the unique experience of being both a singer songwriter and also a dancer and i want to ask which performance gives you more butterflies a big dancing performance or a big singing performance mm,
1: that's a good question hi wow i think a singing performance mm-hmm. because honestly i've been dancing a lot longer mm-hmm. and also when i'm dancing most of the time it's for another artist so it's a little easier to just be be more lost in it because ultimately it's my job to make them look good when i've when i've danced for offset my job is to make offset look good. When I dance for the weekend. It's my job is to make sure I'm not in his way. So it's very easy. You know, if I do my job, it's good. But when it's a singing thing, when it's you as an artist, just you. It's it's just you. And if you mess up, it's gonna be reflected on you. That's why also two hours are as a dancer, I always stay where I'm at because even if a dancer messes up, it's gonna reflect on the artist. They're not mm. gonna know they're not gonna look up the credit of know who the dancer was. So I, I have a respect on both sides and I think that's also why I do get booked on some of the biggest dance jobs because the way that I carry myself, I'm like, nah. I'm I'm also setting the tone for all my dances in the future and mm. everything. I've I've been there, trust me. I know how you should act, I know how you should dance, I know when you should talk, when you shouldn't talk, where you should be. So um the singing performance definitely though, because you're representing your brand. Mm-hmm. When I'm dancing, I'm just facilitating somebody else's.
0: So mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a fantastic answer, and it makes it makes a lot of sense because the. But I love that connection of like the reflection on mm-hmm. them, and it's truly a reflection of yourself oh, yes. when you're singing. Yes. And now I want to keep the idea of just performances because you were bringing up some great names, and like, selfishly, I want to know what some <laughs> of those moments were like, yeah. just because. I'm a fan of you. I'm a fan of those people and those moments are amazing. So Mm -hmm. could you please rank these moments for me? Of course. Of course. (laughs) Yeah, so just, so Sunday service, Coachella with Kanye West. Mm -hmm. Cardi B and Offset, the BET Awards. Lil Baby, the weekend Super Bowl. LA Super Bowl, your first Kids' Bop video. (laughs) Hey. um, Wow.
1: Top two Sunday service with Kanye and the LA Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Those two are pretty neck and neck for for different reasons. Mm -hmm. The Kanye Sunday service was amazing because, well, Super Bowl was outside as well, but there's something about being outside like the last morning of Coachella. Kanye and his incredible stage design, there's this crazy mound in the middle of the hill. There's so many people. We're all rocking the Holy Spirit gear. It was it was a deep performance. I actually was there was a moment where I got caught up. You know what I'm saying? I really did get emotional that performance. It's amazing. And kind of the same thing with the Super Bowl. There was a moment, I think I put a video out, but when we were prepping for like the last shot and I'm running from basically the tunnel while Eminem is performing from the tunnel to my my position for the Snoop Dogg Uh, Mm -hmm. seawalk section (laughs) that was so iconic and it was uh lose yourself was playing just and i grew up i think a lot of people of us but i I, still my experience i grew up on lose yourself you know so pumped and being young and dancing and like this is this is it and i'm in the crypto and not crypto arena sofi stadium and lose yourself is playing and i've been doing this for 15 years but i'm so blessed and to see 80,000 people just doing this and also to know where I'm headed in my life, it's just extra sweet for me because I love I love being underestimated. I love being undercover. So me being a dancer here, looking at this, when when one day, honestly, I'm closer to that day than my first performance, when it'll be me in the same thing in a stadium, look around, be like, dang, I've already heard the screams, I've already this, I've already I've already partaken in it. So those two are very big for me because I actually got stirred up emotionally. When you've been doing something a long time, it's hard to get stirred up. You know, because you're just like ah, I, I know how this goes, but mm-hmm. those two definitely uh, stick with me.
0: I mean, just the idea, lose yourself inherently is such a like iconic and pumped up song. Yes, like, I would have run through a brick wall yeah. if I was you. <laughs> That's like going through the stadium. That's so sick, and like you painted that picture so well, man. It was literally running from like literally acro- across <laughs> the field while I was playing. I'm
1: like and nobody no the camera's not on using that like i'm just living we're on we're all on the dancer on the side we're singing and we're rapping we're quick change and it was it That's was lit. So sick man It what was an lit.
0: incredible experience yeah. uh, thank you for sharing that thank you no i um i'm i've i've a really big smile right
1: now yes, yes
0: um awesome so we've dove a little bit into your past and you've given some great answers i now want to make you i'm going to give you some tough questions okay Let's start with no, not like about you. No, <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I mean, about the uh, about the board. I apologize. I was like, all right, you're let's like, do it. You're like, damn, all right, this is changing tone really quick. Um, no, but we're gonna go now to the board. Mm-hmm. So let's do let's mm-hmm. end the first, just kind of like, uh, like the quarterfinals with send it on versus one mo One mo Break it down for me, please. That <laughs> so, was quick though. So
1: so 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 one more again, or again, my bad. Yeah, it's just like like let's do it again.
0: Makes it's like one way one one more, more again. Oh, not thank, one thank more. No, thank you so much for. No, it's okay. You never heard the album. So it's I all good. haven't. Heard. <laughs> thank you.
1: Both of these songs. Now this is this is a little bit tougher. Um, Jesus, <laughs> I love the production and send it on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. yeah send it <laughs> i'm telling you send it. send it on Is is one, one one more again i'll say this i think i don't even know but maybe if i was a female i'd like one more again again just the the story about it i think mm-hmm. it's a little bit more understanding it's a little bit more sentimental like oh like you know one more again you know let's mm-hmm. say we had a good dinner okay well let's just do it again we had a good one let's just do it again yeah send it on though it's original the what the what what he's saying is he's basically saying send it on through it's ima- imagine you wrote somebody a letter and it's like oh yeah all this okay we'll send it on through it's just the way that he, he expressed okay you have something let's send it to me and, and and vice versa so the story on that is 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 unique Mm-hmm. So I, I'm gonna pick send it on. We're gonna
0: send it on through that, yeah, to the that, next love round. Love that as bars, <laughs> and also that's like you know, it's music is so personal. So like, I love how you broke it down. Like if I was someone else, maybe I would like one more again. Mm-hmm. But if I'm me, I'm gonna do send it on because that's how it relates to me. Yes, and also you know what I found the beauty of this interview is that the bracket actually really helps me because the the guest i find actually starts revealing stuff about Mm -hmm, mm themselves naturally by breaking down because you know music is such a vehicle to your past and your feelings so true thank you for that was great insight on that one of course now let's go let's end the first round with spanish joint versus devil's pie this is now this is a good matchup spanish joint it
1: it does end up sounding like it like it the title is Mm -hmm. it's a you could be at a I guess like yeah, like a Spanish. I don't know why I'm. I don't know if I don't even the word beret is that like a place like a cabaret or something. I don't know what it is, but I can see like a bunch of people like dancing around and you know the bongos and the this you know Uh it's definitely something you could salsa to, Mm -hmm. which I think is uh, was was a breath of fresh air for a R&B soul uh, artist like D'Angelo. Spanish joint was a, a refreshing piece of music on the album. Devil's Pie though hits. Like it hits. This is tough. Supposed to be. (sighs) (laughs) I mean, y'all gotta go listen to it after this because what I'm playing. I'm playing the songs in my head. I'm sorry if I'm silent for a few seconds. I mean, like it's these
0: reactions are what I want. By the way, I want you really like caring about it. Spanish
1: joint has that. Ooh, like it's it's tight yeah. spanish joint is 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 tight then yeah boom, like it really comes in devil's pie though
0: <sighs> dang i know i'm so sorry this i'm actually like Dude, stuck take on your this. time man it's the it's, i want you to give your real answer the
1: i love i love the the writing on devil's pie a lot um i think it's deep definitely understanding like yeah you, you have all this you have all that but you, you, people are saying you do all this for a slice of the devil's pie mm-hmm. this and that that, and that that and that and that i'm figuring some of the lyrics right now but for a slice of the devil's pie so it's it kind of it kind of makes you reflect like dang you know maybe i do want a little bit of this world like maybe i do want a little bit of this so it makes it makes you kind of reflect and spanish joint just makes you want to dance though
0: mm-hmm. dang
1: okay we're gonna send um we're going to send through Spanish joint. Let's go. We're going to send through Spanish joint because Boom. It, ma- it, it makes me feel good. When I be in the car, I'll put that on and that, that one will get me going. If I'm going 80, I'm going I'm going 90. I love that. Yeah.
0: That, that was such a... <laughs> like, well, you literally broke it down the way that I want you to break it down. Like one was about the lyrics. One was about the vibe. Yeah. And the moment right now was the vibe. And like, yes. that's really important to know the difference between yeah. the two tracks. And so right now we're talking about so many incredible tracks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to actually now talk about... One of your tracks okay from the kingdom hey let's go and i i got the great pleasure of receiving the lyrics before you came on and i wanted to ask you to break down three lyrics that i chose okay let's and you know i think it's one it's fun it's a fun exercise for the uh artists just to explain their work but i think it's also great for the fans you know, mm-hmm. you know people that know you that are and like you know your fans are going to want to listen so the first one that i chose is i know that i'm a star but if i had one wish oh i wonder who you are Oh,
1: deep. I love you. Pick this one. Can it's I a go? deep one? Yeah, go. Can please, I go? Okay, please. So, um, I know that I'm a star. That's that's easy. I know I know who I am. Um, but oh, I, how I wonder who you are. It's like you know that you know the, it's, it's the uh, when you wish upon a star.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, nah, 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 nah. What's the exact words? How I wonder. Oh, how I wonder who you are. What's mm-hmm. it say? Yeah, when I wish upon a star, I wonder who you are. Yeah. Right? Was it Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star? No, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little, little Star. star. Oh, how I, I Wonder, wonder what, what You Are. Well, yeah. Oh,
1: okay, there it is. Yeah, no, it <laughs> okay, so honestly, I'm going back to why I even wrote it. I just know it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, it <laughs> make sense. yeah, no, it does make sense. It does, yeah. Um, but, oh, how, ba- basically, what I'm saying is, I know who I am. I wish you knew who you were. Mm.
0: That's,
1: that's really what I'm saying. That's really deep, yeah. I know who I am. If you knew who you were, then you'd recognize the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. The whole song is saying, I'm, I'm seated like a king from the kingdom. So though I know I know who I am in Christ, so if you might not know that, I'd wish you knew who that. When, I wish you knew that because the moment you know that, then all depression has to leave, all anxiety has to leave, all worry about tomorrow has to go. So by me proclaiming and knowing who I am, I'm just I, I'm I'm bringing your senses and hopefully raising your hunger to 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 comprehend. You know, you know who who you are.
0: I love that, and like it's it's really amazing for you to want to wish that on a partner. Like yeah. I want you to reach this level of just um centeredness and togetherness with that like that that's a really great explanation i love that i love that line yes i love this one too i want a natural born diva because i'm a natural born leader live in a world with so many beautiful creatures
1: Mm. i like this lyric too and the reason i said i want a natural born diva is because there are some uh how can i say constructed divas or uh uh, what's the word i'm looking fabricated fabricated divas or self-made, there you go, Mm self-made divas. I just want a natural born diva. I don't want somebody who you you grew up and you didn't act like this, now you got out, now you're acting a certain way. No, I just want you to be that. I didn't choose to be a leader, I I am one, so now I I hone in on what it is, but I don't want nothing fake, that's really what that's saying. Mm. And then, yeah, we, we, we do live in a world of so many beautiful creatures. I then the line after that says, My name is Dana. Nice to meet
0: you. Yeah, exactly. So yeah.
1: I'm basically addressing myself, you know, mm-hmm. to any natural born diva who's out there who could line up with the natural born leader. There's a lot of beautiful creatures. So if one of you is them, just know that my name is Dana.
0: That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I love that. So yeah. And also just the connection of natural born leader to you being called Dr. Phil. Hey, come on. That makes all that makes a lot of sense. Come on. And let's go with the final one, which final. is if there's two things that I need, I'm a simple man, baby, you and me, honeybees on the scene, olive leaves. The imagery there is amazing. Mm. I love the imagery with that. You know, he's deep. He's deep. <laughs> I like you. Yeah. I like you too, man. <laughs> Yo. Yeah. Um, so run it, run it back. What did yeah, you say? Of course. It's going to be, if there's two things that I need, I'm a simple man, baby, you and me. Okay. Stop right there. Simple. I don't really need too much. If, me and who I'm with,
1: what we have, we can have everything f- from that. But we should be the starting point. I don't need you and this. I need it. I can have you and we can get this, but I don't need you and something else. Mm-hmm. So if I can't just have the me and your relationship, the Adam and Eve naked in the middle of a field <laughs> and, and be okay with it, yeah, then I don't need it. Because when you have the right partner, you guys can create anything. So I don't need anything. I just us need to be straight and we can turn anything into it. Mm. Okay, continue.
0: Yeah, that was, sorry, just like the, a pure love. It's yes. pure, what you, the way you just said was pure. Yes. And then honeybees on the scene, olive leaves. I just like love that imagery. Sorry. So,
1: um, well, you like it because I, I'm, I'm also the originator and creator of this new genre called prophetic pop. Sheesh. This is what's starting. So anybody comes around saying that, they have no credit to say it unless they come talk to me. I'll make sure. They have no credit. I'm I got telling your, you, I got your you're bag. the first play, place that I'm really stemming that. You cannot, you cannot st- tap into that genre unless you come talk to me. Don't even think I'm, about a, it. I'm the pit boss. I'm the, I'm the, the, whatever the the Italian mobster on that. And it's okay. It'll spread. Some people will start claiming it, but you can't. You got to talk to the person who came up with it. But <laughs> uh, these are just things when you when you get into a place of. Uh, Okay, I'm going to teach. But these are just prophetic things. So when it comes to honeybees, bees, they create honey, which is a sweet savor to to anybody who receives it. And also, uh, honeys always represent prosperity. And when you look, honeys are actually always, they are uh, attracted to royalty. So the song being from the kingdom. I'm, I'm just painting the aesthetic for you. I just need you and me, honeybees, olives, and it says olive, uh, olive trees or olive leaves sounds like either one on the scene now understanding that olive trees they create oil so olive oil is always used to anoint somebody to separate somebody oh wow so when god anoints somebody that's why that's why it is so honeybees which represent royalty and olive trees which represents anointing on the scene so all i need is me and her and our kingdom
0: around us that's all i need that's so beautiful man wow yeah that makes a lot of let see this is why i love this section like i learn I learned something yeah you know, i'm glad the, you
1: picked that line because i know a lot of people s- skip over that but these are those these little cookie crumbs that i'm yeah and and let, let's just keep it real there's a lot of people who who attach the truth to, relig- to religion and the truth and religion are, are honestly two separate things jesus christ who is the truth came here to put a put to put an end to all religion anyways mm. so by me giving you something like that i'm actually tapping you into some spiritual truth that if you heard it maybe on a sunday or this from your from your stale preacher who who just let's all open the book to this and they move with no power they move with no revelation no Mm -hmm. no reality heaven is a real place and some of us have been graced and blessed to actually see these things Mm. so when i can say hey nah this is a reality this is where this comes from it whets your appetite like wow okay this isn't just some stale thing that i you know i go and i went to and got some water on my head as a baby no, this stuff is real. It's a real It's a real
0: experience that you can have. Mm. So that that's what I'm doing with that line. Of course, man. I, you're already just like an artist, just like what's your appetite. That's such a great way of saying oh, good, that. Good. And I love that. And I now want to, you know, speaking of, just speaking about your art, it's, and you beat me to it, but I- it, Sorry. I, no, you're totally great. Uh, I know your favorite, you know, musician is Jill Scott. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times when we begin our journey as artists, we look to emulate the people that we love. And she's an incredible writer. So what are some of the things that you picked up from her writing that you still have today?
1: Number one is the way she matches the word she chooses to the melody she chooses. She has songs that I cannot imagine that story being told on any other melody and vice versa. I couldn't imagine any other melody going with that story. There's, There's a oneness that happens. And also as I write, you know, you be in a room and you come up with a melody, and you can write any story to it. I can hear a melody. I can write a song about, you know, a dance party, a uh, a Friday night in Koreatown, a uh, a flight to Z- like where. You know, we could write whatever. But her songs, it's literally like the the words and the melody came out at the same time, so they're they're married together. You you cannot separate it when you listen to a song like "Cross My Mind" or uh, "Getting in the Way." You hear these things like "Yo." There's no there's no other story that could have been written. Mm-hmm. So that's that's really what I when I pick up from her. I'm very big on uh, the words that we use when we're writing. And sometimes it, I won't say it's a downfall, but sometimes I'm, I write things that are just very unique and to me, but. That's just that's just what I like. Now, writing for other people, I get it. It's like, okay, let's make it maybe a little more generic. Yeah. Let's make it something everybody can can sing to. But and digest. When it comes to Jill Scott, no, she's she's bold. She is unique. She's eclectic. And she doesn't ask for anybody's approval. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really like about her.
0: Yeah. I mean, just I'm also like a writer in the sense of like, it it's so true though. Like when you when you really care about the words, you care so much about uh The way that you connect with it that sometimes you're like, I have to like kinda like, how are people gonna interpret this? But you like it's still keep that integrity of it. So I'm happy Mm. that she's taught you that and the marriage of melody and lyrics is like that's why that's what makes a superstar a lot of times. It's like that relationship. And so Jill Scott's actually on daydreaming by the rapper Lupe Fiasco. Mm. And also she was sampled the song Golden, Mm -hmm. was on this rapper called Capital Steez's song Hype Beast. So I wanted to ask. What's your opinion, or like, like, what's your relationship with the genre of hip hop? And do you have any artists that you love?
1: I grew up on hip hop, to be quite honest. That's what I listened to the most my whole life. Recently, I think it's changed a little bit, but overall, hip hop is what we dance to a lot as well. So all dance is really to hip hop music. So my relationship with it is, it's it's so close. I can't even say I've realized it all the time. Um, I grew up, my dad. This old iPod he showed me all the EPMD stuff when I was young Trap Card Quest they lost soul he really got me in on all that stuff um the NWAs I really I really took a liking to Outkast you know Andre so great and Big Boy I really like that elevators I love elevators like that <laughs>
0: you and me yeah. yeah
1: yo mama and your cousin too <laughs> <laughs> but nah that song I knew verbatim like you play nah I still get 95% of the words yeah. right um and then you know growing up the lil waynes uh honestly drake is huge i know he's a little bit more recent but he's been around for 10 plus years now we can't say he's new he's not like he's True, <laughs> he's yeah. been around for a long time That's now crazy to think about um wow. but he he definitely he bridged some things in a sense of how mainstream that hip hop is which is really dope uh you look back at the chingies you look back at the the fabulous that that whole era hip hop is is honestly been a thing that shifts culture Even in many genres, if you look in pop nowadays and R&B, hip-hop still has a very big uh, pull on the way people dress, the way that they talk. The way they, their bravado, you know, it has, it, they have a lot to do with it. So, hip hop, I know that's why hip hop always looks for its credit because they actually understand, you know, they have started, you know, the 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 foundation for a lot of things, but people don't always recognize it
0: like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, just like, and also like with fashion, there's so mm-hmm. much stuff with pop culture with that. It's true. Yeah. No, so, thank you. I like, you know, as a hip hop artist and lover of the genre, I just had to know because um, yes, yes. you definitely have a great understanding of music. Uh, I want to now go back to, An album that you know very well and that you love. It's only going to get harder now. I know. I know. know. So let's go. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry I'll do this to you, but we're going to go to the semifinals (laughs) now. And it's going to be Untitled versus Spanish Joint. Mm.
1: Untitled versus Spanish Joint. Well, different songs. Two different songs. Songs. Very different songs. Very different songs. (sighs) Hmm. Well, I think I'm gonna agree with Spotify on this one. <laughs> they got I, it right. I think they did, yeah, they got it yeah. right. I have to go with Untitled, how does it feel? Mm-hmm. Only because, like I said, it's the the nostalgicness of it. Also, the video, if you guys haven't seen the music video, it's nuts. Mm. It doesn't really get me off because I like women. I don't mm-hmm. like men. But <laughs> the video is so bold. D'Angelo is just standing there, no shirt on for three and a half, four minutes. Just- And the camera is just, just on him. He's like, literally, it's like the camera's to the low. It's like, yo, if it went any lower, you'd probably see his junk. (laughs) Like, but when when I say that, it's just bold. It's just like, dang, like this. He's just straight up like manning it right now. Like, I'm a grown man, I got hair on my chest, and (laughs) (laughs) love it, yeah. And he's just he's just singing to you. Like, there's no song that you can you cannot play that around any woman or even any man. You're like, dang. This man really, he, he's setting a tone, man. Like he's
0: him. He, he's him. He's so him.
1: I, I got I gotta pick that because it's iconic. Spanish joint. I love you. I'll play you on the car ride home. I swear <laughs> I will. I'll dance. But uh, now nah, I gotta go with that. D'Angelo. How does it feel?
0: Yeah, it's I'm, classic. You know what's crazy is like you. When I do this, like for like, I used to do it on TikTok and like when I've done it with my friends, it's like when you start to get deeper in the rounds, like you have to start thinking about Mm -hmm. the music video. So thank you for doing that. That's how you should think about it. Like, what are the extra parts of the song that make it great? So how does it feel going on to the finals? And now it's going to be feel like making love versus send it on. Mm. Bom, 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 bom. Wow,
1: now this is actually a better... matchup. Like, that makes is, more yeah, sense yeah, yeah, yeah. thematically. This, this is good. Okay, so now let me also think what's going to be the hardest in the finals. Because I want to make it good. <laughs> yeah, I yeah make definitely, good. I love that. I need to make it good. Oh, Jesus, help me.
0: It's the nature of the beast. It only gets tougher. <laughs> For the people just Ooh. listening. All right. I got it. We, He's you ready? got it. Yeah, you ready? Do
1: it. I'm ready. We're gonna send it on through oh, to the next round. Upset alert. Ooh, we got I'm the three Not man. <laughs> sorry, Spotify. What, what was your train of thought with that? I love a song that is slower in tempo but still keeps me engaged, and send it on. The pocket that they have is they're so in the pocket, and it it really keeps me. Feels like making love. It's it is a beautiful song. Maybe if I was in a relationship right now, I just not connecting to it.
0: Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, like it's it's a time like it's based on just how you feel with it in the yeah, moment. Yeah, that's so, to be your music. But s- s- man, send it on is is awesome. So yeah, we're gonna send it on through. We're gonna send it on. Now we have our finals, and we've we really talked about some incredible songs. But I now want to give the audience the opportunity to hear one of your incredible songs oh let's do so it so are you good with um us kind of loading up the track and you singing yeah let's do it let's do it let's man. do it <clears throat> awesome can give you, me a can you please up. help us with that hey. awesome so we got the headphones on it it's called a vibe call west radio because i think it's important for the guests that i bring on to have a opportunity to share their craft man so are you ready to sing Let's do it, baby. Yeah, vibe call West Radio. Yay! Dana Vaughn. Let go. Let's rip it. It's gonna roll in one second, and when it comes in, it's gonna sound perfect. Yee! Yeah. This one right here is called "From the Kingdom, Baby." We's in the world, but we's not of the world.
2: You feel me? Shout out to Jamaica. Shout out. Like a kingdom, on the kingdom above, like yeah, yeah. See in like a kingdom, on the kingdom above, like yeah. If there's one thing I know, everybody ain't exactly what they show. Heart of gold, cold as snow Ain't you no know that's even me, I know that I'm a star And if I have one wish, oh how I wonder who you are I need, I need a girl who's a believer uh, Shaking it fast just like a cheetah If she stay on top, rock the boat just like Aliyah Then what? Uh, then she's a keeper I want a natural born deeper. Cause I'm a natural born leader living a world with so many beautiful creatures So, my name is Dana Nostimation See it like a kingdom of the kingdom From the kingdom See like it king yeah, yeah, yeah. like, like a kingdom of the kingdom of above Yeah, yeah See it like a kingdom of the kingdom From the kingdom See it like a kingdom of the kingdom my above Yeah, look If there's two things i need i'm a simple man baby you and me honeybees on the scene out of trees is this all for nothing i did this all for someone so who's that girl who is that girl to rock my world is it you is it you is it you, is it you? i need a girl who's a Shaking it fast just like a cheetah If she stay on top rock the boat just like Aaliyah Shout out to Leah. Then she's a keeper I want a natural born diva Cause I'm a natural born leader Living a world with so many beautiful creatures So my name is Dana, nice to meet ya yeah. Seed like a king on the kingdom I'm from the kingdom Watch, hey Seed the like a king on the kingdom up, up, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah See like a kingdom from the kingdom. the kingdom. See like a kingdom from the kingdom above. Yeah. Man, just know that you were seated like a king from the kingdom, baby. <laughs> above all them things that you don't like. Above all that hate. Above all that darkness. Call on the blood of Jesus Christ. Yeah! <laughs> gets me shall prosper.
0: Yeah. That's it, baby. Man. Thank you. Big shout out now. And <laughs> after after our conversation and knowing you, like that song is so perfect. Yeah. With the person that I met today. Thank you. Incredible man. That the verse is so sick. The chorus so infectious. Great job. On Thank man. you. Thank you. Thank you. Now I think though, it's time to ask you the ultimate question. Oh wow. Here we How go. How does it feel? Number one seed. Versus send it on. Number three seed. How do we end this interview, man? Dang. What's winning? What? <laughs> he said let's just get to it which one is winning
1: (laughs) let's go man okay do we have like a drum roll or something can we can we get like a drum roll okay i don't know yet (laughs) um dramatic this is tough should be this is tough you know i want to thank the academy I want to thank my mother for all all the support, my time here. Uh, Grandview, my guy Carter, you know, uh, A Vibe Called West. I want to thank you guys for having me. Of course, man. Um, And to end this off, wow.
0: (laughs) I love it. It's supposed to be tough, man. You know what? What? I'm sending it on. Whoa, boom! To upset. the final,
1: send it on. There it's it winning. It's the it's it's the it's the best one, because I think sometimes when it's when it's it's like a given, you can come become numb to it, and it's kind of like, oh yeah, that is the best song. But honestly, driving down here to this interview today, I listened to the album, and when this came on, I was just
0: dang. That's the one.
1: The the way that D'Angelo does his vocals, the way that he sings, I'm not even gonna try to do it because it's just him. But he does this. Like he does <laughs> some stuff so fast. Yeah, it's like it is so smooth. Oh, uh, and it was so like I'm like, yo, this is deep. Like people aren't doing that. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm send it on. Is the winner of a vibe called West Dana Vaughn's edition.
0: Amazing. Yes, that was such an incredible journey. I really appreciate because you did that for me. I think it's time. Can you please let everyone know what you're gonna be doing the rest of the year? Cause they have to know. and they want, yes. I want everyone to keep up with you. So what do you got on the horizon? On the horizon, so uh, my next single that is dropping is called Don't
1: Wake Me Up. Sheesh. This is coming out August 25th. This one, I'm telling you, it is honestly, probably one of my favorite records I've dropped to date just because each song that I'm getting to now, it's way more personal, it means more, and I'm putting in that, that healing that you're talking about. I'm really squeezing it in there. So that comes out August 25th. And I'm actually gonna be overseas in Norway when this drops. So I'm going over to Norway for this uh this mission called Ignite Norway. So I'm going over there to evangelize. You know, I'm a man of God before anything. I love the Lord. So I'm going out there to, you know, preach, teach, heal, deliver, you know, however else God wants to do it. So I'm going out with my brother Mike River that you that you heard about. We are going to ignite Norway. We leave August 15th. We are raising money right now. We got a GoFundMe. We have a gifts and go, PayPal, Venmo. All of those you can find at Ignite Norway. So raising $20,000 to be able to sow into the lives of people who need it. You know, you can pray for people, but sometimes people's answer to prayer is some money. So, you know, all the expenses are basically covered. And the rest of the money is going to the Red Cross fellas vet cat houses over there. Also a church city mission and other people that we uh, meet that are in need. So that's what's coming up. And an EP. I got an EP coming out. Uh, I believe it's going to come out in late September. I don't want to give an exact date. But it's about five, six songs and it's uh it's coming.
0: I can't wait to hear that. Thank you. Then what you. an incredibly altruistic thing that um I love that we're ending this interview on such a high note, man. Yes. Thank you so much for coming in. It's been such a pleasure. And um, I can't wait to watch this episode. Yes, thank you so much. Of course, man. All right. Vibe call west, <clears throat> excuse me. Vibe call west radio episode. Dana Vaughn done. gee.